It is so great to be with you this morning. My name is Pastor Nick Newman, and I want to say welcome. We consider it a privilege and an honor that you would choose to spend your Sunday morning with us. And so, church, can you help me welcome every person here for the first time? I think you picked an incredible weekend to be with us because it is Baptism Sunday here at Propel Church, and we are going to celebrate the house down this morning. So we're excited for what God is going to do, uh, but the structure of our worship experience is a little bit different today. Uh, I'm going to teach, I'm going to actually go through some announcements right now so that at the end of the message when we dismiss people for baptism, we can do one more song together, they can get changed, and then we're going to go out to the lobby and celebrate. So just a couple of things that are coming up around the church that I think you should know about. And one of those is Reno Days. We are currently continuing to work on what will be our future home and every project. We're just moving forward one step at a time, watching God do some incredible things. And so if you want to be a part of Reno Day working on our future home, we do those Wednesdays and Thursdays from 9 to 12 and Saturdays from 10 to 4. These are drop-in events, so you don't have to be there from 10 to 4. You can drop in any time in between, and we will help you get to work and do something. So if you want to join us, we would love for you to do that. We also have Discover coming up, which is where we help you find your place here in Propel Church. At Discover, it's October 4th. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. It's two hours, and during those two hours, you're going to learn about Propel. You're going to learn about your unique giftings and what God's placed inside of you. And then we're going to have you plug into a team so you can start making a difference through the local church. And last, if you can't prepare to give today, there's three ways to do it. You can do it in-house through those giving envelopes you got on your way in, or there's two digital giving options, one on our website and one through text to give, so you just simply text the donation that you'd love to give. Regardless of how you give, you're going to get to see what your generosity goes towards later because we have people who are scheduled to get baptized, and for some of you, you're not scheduled and you're going to get baptized, and we'll talk about that later on today. Um, we're excited for what God is going to do. I, I love Baptism Sunday. Baptism Sundays are also one of those incredibly difficult weekends because you go through a ton of spiritual warfare in the process of getting to this. And so I just want you to know this morning, man, I feel like I've gone through it. So if you, if you want to know how you can pray for me, just pray I make it through it this morning because we are we're believing God for some incredibly big things. How many of you have ever been to a Panthers game before? A couple of you. So I was at a Panthers game a couple of years ago. And here's what I learned when I was in the, the stadium. Man, the environment is electric, right? There's something that's powerful in the atmosphere, something that people just begin to get really stirred up and excited about. And, and you know, some of them are yelling uh, great things and some of them are yelling not so great things. But what I noticed is there was this uh, normal time where people cheered. And that was when somebody scored a touchdown, so like people would be running, they run into the end zone, Panthers get six points, and the stadium erupts, everybody's pumped, they're excited, and we are celebrating as a team. And in the local church, the celebration, the touchdown, is that people get baptized. And so with that same passion and that same excitement that we cheer and we celebrate for our favorite team, today we're going to cheer and celebrate for our brothers and sisters in Christ who are going public with their faith. And so we're kicking off a new series today as well called Good Questions. And in this message series, um, 
there's basically we're taking questions that you have and we're answering them. So next week, the question that I'm going to answer is, how do I read, understand, and know that my Bible is true? And so we're going to talk about that next Sunday. It's the number one. It's in the top 10 Google searches for the entire world. Then, then the week after that, we're going to talk about mental health. And, and then the one after that is, how do you forgive people who have hurt you? There's so many great things that are going to come out of this series. So would love for you to, to stay with it. But this morning, what I want to do is I want to really answer the question, why do I have to get baptized? Why do I have to be baptized? And the first thing that I would say is baptism really isn't a have to, it's a get to. Because if you're taking notes this morning, baptism is my opportunity to publicly identify with Jesus. Baptism is my opportunity to publicly identify with Jesus. Imagine with me for one moment. I'm wearing a, a Panthers jersey today, which i got to be honest, mixed feelings about, right? Because I'm talking to a lot of you in the lobby, and you're coming up to me, and you're saying, Pastor, no, no cowboys. <laughs> Lord, Lord, bless. We, we just, as a church, can we just join in prayer for the Cowboys fans? <laughs> Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm wearing this jersey, and, and I'm, I'm getting more compliments than ever. I'm like, you didn't compliment me for what I wore last weekend, but I just, okay. So, but what this does, wearing a jersey, is, is a representative. It's an indicator that I've chosen to be a part of a team. Imagine with me for a moment that McCaffrey shows up to Sunday's game today at Houston, and he goes, hey, team, look, I love you. I'm so grateful, and I'm excited that I get to be a part of the team, but but here's, I, I've, just, I've just decided that um, I can't be seen with you in public. In fact, I need to give you back my jersey. I want to take the jersey off because I've made the decision that privately our relationship is cool, but publicly I can't do it. You go, dude's lost his mind. Yeah. Baptism is that symbol that you and I have to say, hey, I'm identifying with being on Team Jesus. I've made the decision to go public with my face. So I'm going to give you three things this morning on why we baptize. Again, baptism is really not an have to. It's a get to. It's an opportunity for you to publicly identify with Jesus. But three reasons why we do it. Number one is that Jesus instructs us to baptize people. So for some of you, this is going to be good enough. Right? You're going, why do I need to get baptized? And the first reason is Jesus said so. And for some of you, you're like, yep, got it, Done. It's because it's, really that's how easy it should be. Jesus says it, we do it. That's how it works. But this is one of the things that if you read through Scripture, Jesus gives the Great Commission. Jesus has come. He's lived a sinless life. He's died on the cross in our place. He pulls off Easter and gets out of the grave. And then he's having a conversation with the disciples before he ascends to what Scripture says is the right hand of the Father. And as Jesus is about to go into heaven, he has a conversation with his disciples. Now, I travel a lot in my life, and if I'm going to leave my house, the last thing I talk to my wife about is something that I deem incredibly important, and this is what's happening for Jesus. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. So the goal is not that you and I would just get really comfortable with where we currently are, but that there would be movement in our walk with Christ. And when we read these words like make disciples, sometimes that becomes a little overbearing. How, what, what is a disciple? A, a disciple is simply a follower of Jesus that helps people follow Jesus. Because the mark of discipleship is that you show somebody else how to do what God has brought you through. 
So Jesus says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and I want you to make disciples of all nations. Here's the first thing to do with them. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, as you're making disciples, as you're teaching people to follow me, the first thing I want you to do is help them go public with their faith. Jesus instructs us to baptize People. And what we also know about Jesus is that he never asked us to do something that he wasn't willing to do himself. You can look back at the beginning of the Gospels, and Jesus saw baptism as something that was so incredibly important. In fact, for Jesus to get baptized, he walked over 50 miles to get to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. Now, when's the last time you walked 50 miles for something? I, I ain't walking 50 miles. I'm like, thank you, Lord, for a car. But there's not many things I would even drive 50 miles for. This is how important it was for Jesus. That he would walk to get to his baptism. Baptism was so important for Jesus. Jesus then gets baptized and it's in his baptism that the Lord begins to speak to him. So I believe that baptism is incredibly important. It has some tremendous significance for Jesus because of the second thing that baptism takes a private decision and turns it into public declaration. So when you and I make a decision to follow God, it is a private decision. Your parents can't choose it for you. Your friends can't choose it for you. You can't have second generation faith. It's not how it works. Your decision to follow Jesus is an intimate decision between you and him. It's this decision where you're saying in private, and we, do, we give you the opportunity every Sunday to make that decision, to say, God, I want to give you my life. I trust you with it. Thank you for sending Jesus to die in my place. That's a private decision. Then, after you make the decision for salvation, Jesus gives you and I the opportunity to take that decision and transition into the arena of public faith. Because if your faith stays private, it's not faith. Because of this verse right here, Luke, 18, Luke 8, verse 16. No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. Because he says, that'd be dumb. If you had a lamp, what would you do with that lamp? So, well, you'd, you'd place it on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. Jesus is teaching you and I things about our faith life. And he says, if you really want to have a relationship with me, it's not private faith. Your decision you made to follow God, yeah, that's private. But you need to transition into public faith. Otherwise, you'd be one of those people that takes your lamp and you just hide it under the bed or put a bowl over it. He says, why would you do that? He says, no, 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 a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. I guarantee you that there are people who are watching the way you live your life right now. They're watching what you do on social media. They're watching the way you interact with your friends and your spouse in public. They're watching the things you you say through text messages. They're watching the things you do all throughout. And over and over and over again, people are watching you. And would they know you followed Christ by what they see? Because one of the things that baptism does is it affords you and I the beautiful privilege of making the shift between a private decision to a public faith. Imagine with me for a moment. Well, let me ask you this question. Anybody have an ugly girlfriend in high school? 
Come on now. Some of y'all laugh because you're like, yeah, oh, I did. Right, you had one of those relationships where you weren't willing to go public with it? <laughs> y'all laugh because y'all like, I know. <laughs> you should have seen her. Anyways, um, <laughs> so here's what happens. You have a relationship that you didn't really believe in, so you, you didn't tell anybody about it. You kept it private. The truth is that's not a real relationship. Because if I'm not willing to identify myself with you publicly, I don't have a relationship with you. And what so many of us as followers of Jesus do is we go, yeah, I love Jesus. So we come in on Sunday mornings and we're like, uh, you know, I sit, I take notes. We're good. We're good. Everything's fine. But, but we've never gone public with our faith. If I came home tonight and I said, and I looked at my wife, Tori, she's right here on the front row. And I sat down and I said, girl, I love you. Let me just start out by saying that I love you. But here's what I've decided. I've decided that I can no longer publicly identify myself with you. How many of y'all know I need a new house? <laughs> the same is true for those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus. See, because if we're not willing to go public with our faith, we don't truly have a relationship with God. We're not called to live in secrecy. We're called to place our light on a stand so that it can be seen by all who enter the house. That's God's design for you. So the first reason why we, we get baptized is because Jesus instructs us to baptize other people. And, and he's not going to ask us to do something we haven't first done ourselves. The second reason is that it shifts us from a private decision to public faith. And here's the third reason. That baptism unites me with my church family. I love Baptism Sunday. Like, like, it's one of those things that I get fired up and I get excited about because it is a tremendous joy to watch people make the shift and go public with their faith. And here's what I love is what it says in, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Paul says there's something that unifies us, and it's actually baptism. Because you and I have come from different walks of life. We have different backgrounds. We have different makeups. There have been things that you've gone through that I've not gone through. For some of you, you were raised in an incredibly godly home. And you, you, were, drug, you were drugged as a child. Your butt was drugged to church on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday. And every time the doors were open, your butt got drugged there. Some of y'all did different drugs. You got a different background. Paul says baptism, that's what unifies us. Some of you grew up in, 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 in places where had a lot of accessibility to the gospel. Others of you grew up in homes where you didn't. For some of you, you had tremendously big public sins. Others of you just had private sin. Paul says this is what, you, what unites us. It's, it's baptism. Because here's the truth. All of us are sinners saved by grace through faith. But what he says is, let's pull that verse back up real quick. That you and I have been united with Christ in baptism. We've put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Here's my fear for a lot of Christians. That we're still carrying the identity of sinner when God has transitioned us from old life to new life. A sinner and saint do not coexist. 
If anyone is in Christ, he's been made a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. So Paul says what unites us, what we're united in, is baptism. Because it's like putting on a new outfit. It's like putting on new clothes. And for some of us today, the reason why we need to get baptized is because we need to symbolically take off old clothes and put on the new stuff that God has. The reason why you need to go public with your faith is because you haven't, and God desires you to have public faith. The reason why you need to get baptized today is because it's an act of obedience that God asks of every single person who's made the decision to follow Jesus. So the question I would have for you today is something that you should ask yourself. Do I need to get baptized? Do I need to get baptized? Jesus instructs us to do it. It shifts you from private faith to public declaration, and it unites you with the body of Christ. It doesn't just unite you with the church family that's here. It unites you with believers around the world. The fastest growing church in America is not in, or the fastest growing church in the world is not in America. It's in places like Pakistan and things like that where people are being persecuted for their faith. And you know what they're doing? They're going, hey, I want to publicly declare that I'm a follower of Jesus. There have been people who have fought and died so that you and I can have the freedom to publicly identify with Christ. So my question is, do you need to get baptized? Two things I want you to know. The first one is that baptism happens after salvation. After salvation. So everywhere we read in Scripture, we see that baptism takes place after somebody's made the decision to follow Christ. So what happens when we're growing up a lot of times, and for some of you this is the case, you got baptized as a kid or you got baptized earlier on in life and and then later on you made the decision to follow Jesus. Baptism happens after salvation. So can you get baptized more than once? Absolutely. Well, what does it mean of the first one? Well, you were just a wet sinner. Like, it's good. (laughs) Baptism happens after salvation. So if you've made the decision to follow Jesus and you haven't been baptized after that, today's the day where you get baptized. Today's the day where you go public with your faith. And this was my story. I was serving as a youth pastor. I've been on staff at the church for about a year, year and a half. And I'm serving, I'm sitting on the front row during a baptism experience and I'm celebrating with people who are going public with their faith. And the Lord goes, you haven't been baptized. I'm like, bro, I was preaching last weekend. My faith is public as it gets. But there was a component of my walk with Christ that blessing wasn't released in because I hadn't walked through it. I got baptized as a kid, but I started following Jesus later on in life. So if you've made the decision to follow Jesus, you need to get baptized. And for some of you, you'd go, hey, that that doesn't really, I I don't know if, If I made that decision early on, maybe I, was it genuine? Was it not? Here's what I'll tell you. Satan's not going to prompt you to take a next step to grow in your relationship with God. So if you feel like something's stirring in your spirit that's saying, I need to get baptized today, then you have the opportunity to walk that out. Baptism happens after salvation. Second thing I want to talk to those of you who were baptized as an infant And I wrote this in my notes this way. Believer's baptism is confirmation, not a contradiction of infant baptism. 
So infant baptism was something that was really popular back in the day, and it's still popular today. But infant baptism is not something we see anywhere in Scripture. In fact, it's rooted in church tradition, and it was brought about in a time where people were baptizing infants to give parents hope and peace that if their kid died during the Black Plague, that, that, that they would go to heaven. The only way you and I get to heaven is through Jesus. Believers' baptism, so, so if you were baptized as an infant, I don't, I don't need grandma or mom reaching out to me telling me they're mad. I'm just telling you, believers' baptism, the decision to get baptized now that you've decided to follow Jesus is not contradiction to that decision. It's confirmation. Because what your parents were saying is they wanted you to live your life for Jesus. And you today can fulfill their intentions for your life by being baptized as an adult after you've made that decision to follow Jesus. So there's some of you who were just baptized as an infant. But your baptism is the declaration of faith in your life. And you can't declare faith that you don't have. So baptism happens after salvation. So maybe you're here today and you're wondering, do I need to get baptized? Do I need to get baptized? Acts chapter 2 verse 41 says this, to those who accepted his message, they were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They accepted the message and were baptized. Accepted the message and were baptized. So first what I want to do is I want to create an opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus. Because here's what I learned in my own life. When I'm the one that's in control of my own life, I do a great job of screwing it up. Like, Like with me in control of my life, it's rough. I lived based on my own desires. I lived based on what I thought was right. And it didn't line up with God's best for my life. But when I understood that there was a God, Romans 5, 8, that while I was still sinning, while I still had faults and flaws and failures, would love me enough to come and die for me so that in him I could have life, that, that was a message that changed everything for me. That John 3, 17, that God did not come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. For some of you, the, the gospel, the this good news of Jesus that you've heard your entire life hasn't really seemed like good news. You thought God didn't like you, that he didn't really love you, and that he just kind of hated your sin issue. No, he died for your sin issue. He was willing to cover it all so that in him you could have new life. So for a moment, with every head bowed, every eye closed in the room, if you say, hey, pastor, that's, that's me. I know that Right now, I'm in control of my own life, but I want to make the decision to follow Jesus. Today, you have the ability to do that. If you'd say, hey, pastor, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus. Would you just lift your hand for a moment? I see those. Here's what we're going to do. Church, nobody prays alone. We're all going to pray together. Say this out loud with me. Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so that I could have new life. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, will you stand to your feet and help me celebrate with those who made decisions this morning?
Come on, you can get louder than that. And so, if you made that decision this morning, I think this is the perfect time for you to transition from a private decision to public faith. But for some of you, God's been stirring on your heart. He's been speaking to you that you need to go public with your faith today. They're like, you're sitting here listening to this message and you're going, I've got so many excuses on why I shouldn't get baptized. But here's what I want you to know. We do have people scheduled for baptism, but we also know that the Lord at any moment could lay it on your heart to follow through and, and get baptized today. And so we want you to know that as a church, we believe our responsibility is to remove every obstacle that would stand in your way of making a decision that God wants you to make. And so what we've done is we've put together a bag for you. If you'd say, hey, I'm, I'm not ready to get I'm, not, I'm ready to get baptized today, but I didn't come prepared with anything. We've got a bag for you that has shorts in it. Ladies, we got underwear for you. Guys, we got different underwear for you. <laughs> Ladies, we got sports bras for you and a t-shirt and combs for your hair and bags. And there's even a journal in there. All of this stuff. Guys, your bag just looks a little different, but it's, we've paved the way for you to be able to go public with your faith. Because here's what I believe, that radical obedience precedes the miraculous in your life. And that when you and I choose to be obedient to what God says, he gives us blessing and favor like we've never experienced before. And so I wanted to make sure you understood what I was trying to say. And so I've got one more point for my notes today, which is this. If I haven't been baptized since making my decision to follow Jesus, I need to be baptized. That's the whole point of this morning. It's to create the opportunity for you to go public with a faith that was never intended to be private. So if you haven't been baptized, today's the day where you have the opportunity to go public with your faith. And for some of you, you're like, yeah, but what about my parents? And, and we've got a photographer here to take pictures. And it's your decision. Delayed obedience is still disobedience. So here's what I want to do. I want to create a moment where you ask God, do I need to get baptized? And if there's anything within you that says yes, in just a second, I'm going to count to three. And those of you who are scheduled and those of you who are not scheduled can simply make your way out of your aisles and walk out the back of the auditorium. They're going to, the team's out there ready to help you with bags to get changed. And then we're going to join you in a second to celebrate baptism with you. So let me pray for us and I'll count you down. God, we love you so much. I ask you right now to just open the hearts of people. Think, Father, if there's anybody who's here and they've said yes to following you, but they haven't gone public with their faith, Lord, would you stir it on their heart to be bold today to walk out those auditorium doors and to take a faith that's private and turn it into public. Father, we believe that when you draw us to you, nothing is impossible. So Lord, open our hearts right now in this moment. If you need to get baptized, when I get to three. You're going to make your way out of the aisles that you're in. And church, we're going to celebrate really loud for them. One, 
you can have boldness in this decision. Two, God is for you and with you. Three, come on, if you need to get baptized today, make your way out. Let's celebrate, church. There are people who are leaving right now. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Father. We are so excited to get to celebrate baptism with people today. Because for me, I'm, I'm telling you, this is, I live for these Sundays. Because to watch people transition from darkness into light, from death to life, it's powerful. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you a couple of, of things with baptism. We're going to um, sing another song in a second. And after Noah dismisses you, uh, there's the ability for you to watch baptism from the floor. There's also the ability for you to watch baptism from the balcony. So find a spot out there. We're family. So like, you know, don't bite people, but get close. Um, we'd love for you to just celebrate. And as we take them under the water, it symbolizes that they are buried with Christ in his death and they're raised to new life. And when we bring people up out of the water, you ought to cheer louder than you've ever cheered for your favorite football team. Because if we can celebrate louder for a football team than we can for those who have made decisions for Jesus, we have misguided worship. So today's our opportunity to celebrate. Let's worship and then I'll meet you out there.